Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. I, I feel um, led to recap or review some of our lessons in terms of divine visitation. I don't want us to see visitation as something um, that is just for the month of August. You can have perpetual visitation, right? Uh, only that they can be in different dimensions, different dimensions. But when you experience God's visitation repeatedly, it, it, it changes everything. Uh, one of the scriptures that was fired into my spirit during the month is that First Samuel 2, verse 20 and 21. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 20. We, we, we know the story of Anna. Um, she, she, she was barren for many years, and she made a sacrifice of her son. So now they brought the son to the temple to stay forever. And that became a catalyst for God's visitation. And Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, the Lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan. Somebody say loan. That means anytime I give, it is not the end, it's a beginning. They gave Samuel and then a prophet is calling it a loan. So in the New Testament, you hear uh, multiplication of that loan, the interest rate of that loan, uh, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, depending on your faith. But that should help us in, in our relationship with God. Yeah, the mother said, if you give me a man-child, I will give him to you all the days of his life. And now the prophet didn't say, the Lord give you descendants from the, the gift you gave to God. He said from the loan that is, is, it's repayable. From the loan that was given to the Lord, then they would go to their own home. Verse 21, now God wanted to pay back that loan. <laughs> and the Lord did what? Visited Anna so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel himself grew before the Lord. So I realized that when, uh, when God visits, he wipes away shame completely. Not halfway, completely. You can't say she's barren. And I want this to stir up the faith of people because I've had to pray with people in church in various dimensions. Some people have their first child and they're trusting God for a second or a third child. If it was only Samuel that she had, they can say maybe the thing was a fluke, like luck, you know. But God just smashed it completely and broke it to pieces. You can't tell, you can't say this woman is barren by any dimension. Now we have like six children. Glory to God. So I'm trusting that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, you're trusting God for either for the first or second or even third, that God will visit you in the name of Jesus Christ. But for somebody else, yours is not even a child. It's a job, a new job, a new opportunity. God will visit you. And the visitation already happening will be perfected in the name of Jesus Christ. I was online this, was it, uh, this morning or so. Yeah, early in the morning. And someone, no, that was yesterday. 
and someone was just sending a message, I have been visited. I have been visited. You, that would be your own story too. Amen. You know, there's a place of, oh, God will visit you. And there's a place of, ah, he has visited me. But I'm here tonight to say that that visitation will not stop in the name of Jesus Christ. So let's look at the things we shared uh, just to uh, remind us of the keys to visitation. I'm saying this because God can be visiting you and you will not know that he's the one visiting. And it now looks like I've not been visited. No, he visits. But there are many dimensions to his visitation. Kenneth Hagin says that uh, God, uh, the whole, uh, Jesus was trying to teach him about the, uh, the work of the Spirit and said, uh, most of my people are looking for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. And when we say God's visitation, there are, some people are just waiting for, if possible, an angel to walk into their prayer room, you know, this month of August, and say, oh, you and they, you and they, and they with wings, you know. And then say, ah, God has visited me finally. You now kneel down, speak my Lord, you know, or touch me, or something spectacular. And yet God comes uh, in the most unusual way, sometimes innocent, quiet, and then somebody is saying, I've not been visited. Maybe as we explore this, you understand a bit, uh, you know, the reality of his visitation. The first thing uh, I, I want to mention is uh, generally be spiritually sensitive. Revelation 1.10. I think I mentioned that online about two days ago. Be spiritually sensitive. Uh, when you're expecting a special visitor, you always look out, isn't it? You always kind of look out. You look at the road. You are even making a call. Be spiritually sensitive. Uh, John, the beloved, says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet. Be spiritually sensitive. Let it be your lifestyle. Create an environment where when God is trying to get a message across to you or an instruction across to you, you can pick it on time. It's like your phone. There's a, there's, I mean, if your phone is on... Uh, maybe silence, right, or it's not in a, a place of good coverage, you won't, you won't get my message, okay? So God wants to speak, God wants to instruct, God wants to bless, but the challenge is at times we are not in that mood to create an atmosphere of worship, create an atmosphere where when the Holy Ghost is trying to say anything, by, because God can meet you in the bus, God can get to you in your office, don't Allow carnality to rob you of divine visitation. Be sensitive, be alert in the spirit. Stay spiritually sensitive. When I have an urge to pray in the spirit, like, like we just did now. I mean, we're going to do a lot of that in the month of September. Like we had an urge to pray now. You might not even tell what God wants to do. Just follow the urge. You might be in the office and you are working and there's an urge to pray in the spirit. Quietly, don't, 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 don't disturb everybody in your office and say, They say, sister, what's wrong with you? Nothing, just leave me by myself. No, you can do it quietly, isn't it? Where you are, and if you feel the eruption so much, and you can take out some moment out of where you are, get to somewhere in your, your office. I'm praying, that, I'm praying tongues. You could be rescuing someone. Or there is something that wants to be stirred in your spirit that that, that environment would help you to pick up the signal. Uh, be, be spiritually sensitive. Please, this is, should be our lifestyle. Many of the great things that happen to people happen on ordinary days. 
ordinary days, not a, a day where you see uh, three moons or the heavens, you know. Ordinary days and then something, but they were ready. They were, they were, they were sensitive, they were spiritually sensitive. The, the music, music is very powerful. Create an atmosphere, an environment of worship in your office if you can, on your phone, in your room, and just have that atmosphere where you, you can, you, you, you pick it up. There are inner witnesses that just come, that, okay, call that client, or send that email, or, you know, pray for your second child, you know. That, that is, you pick it up, and that keeps us away from the attacks of Satan, and also from the blessings of God coming our way. And then uh, in Luke 7, verse 11, another major way that God visits his people is what we call the prophetic connection. <laughs> you know, if you are a true member of the church, uh, when I say true, I mean, I don't know how I want to define it. You realize that there are many things in your life over the years that God will get to you through your pastor when he's preaching, either online or on-site or even in discussions because God will always speak through your shepherd and get to you. Just one statement. And the pastor will not even know you're just preaching. But because it's your leader and there's a spiritual connection, the word will get to you. So you can experience visitation every service. Oh, there are five points of the message. But one point just flies to you directly. And that can be your own visitation for the next three weeks. And the thing keeps ringing in your spirit. But some people don't know that. They just take service for granted. If I don't the word, it's chatting on Facebook or checking Instagram. And then the pastor is saying something that he has been disturbing God for. And then he didn't hear it because he was distracted. And then he says, God did not visit me. Distraction is one of the major enemies of, the, of, the, of divine visitation. He said, I was busy here and there. And he was gone. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain and many of the disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow and a large crowd from the city was with her. This is a very bad scenario. She was a widow. The only son has died. It's not a good one. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still and he said, young man, I said to you, arise. Verse 15. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. Verse 16. Then fear came upon all and they glorified God saying, a great prophet has risen up, what? Amongst us and God has visited his people. It is the prophet in your midst that God would often use to visit you. And that's why I'm always excited when people in church get their miracles, get their interventions. It shows a connection. It shows a connection. And in case you just joined this church recently, I, I, as I always say, if you are here, be here. Don't take any of the engagements for granted. Whether it's online, uh, 45 minutes, or church services, you know, sometimes people are looking for the spectacular and they miss the supernatural. They, they're just looking for something that is not lost. And yet God has given them a, a vessel for their blessing. By the way, when we say visitation, it's not always when your hands are laid on, uh, laid on you. It can be a statement made. 
I've had people send me a lot of testimonies. I was online and you made this statement and that was what I needed at that time. That is visitation for that person. And you can be in church and not even join online because you are snoring by 6.30 or by 7.30 or you've joined another one and left your prophet. God has visited his people. I pray that the grace on my life and the blessings on my life will reflect in your life in Jesus' name. Say a louder amen. amen. Now, it should reflect. You must be determined. that If it's not reflecting, it's not the vessel. It's you. It's there. It's real. It's potent. It might not be the way you think it should be, like, like Naaman was expecting a prophet to come out and do like this on him, but yet the leprosy disappeared. What are you looking for? Is it drama or the miracles? So take advantage of where God has brought you. You are not in this church by chance. You are not here by chance. No, no, God must have... God, God. God is a God of times and seasons. Our days are in his hands as it were. He brought you here for a purpose. But connect, oh, connect, connect. There was a day uh, we were trying to make a decision about Cardinal. Some of us might, uh, in the office might, might know the story about Cardinal, something about Cardinal, you know, it was a good to go like 34 million. And I was thinking, I was excited about it, but I was praying, I was praying. <laughs> so the next morning, my pastor called me. He said, ah, I didn't tell him anything. I didn't, he didn't, I didn't ask him for counsel. He just said, ah, in fact, you know, want to do something in Taraba State. This is it. It cost us the amount of money. And God said, you should not have done that. He said Taraba. Now, what they did Taraba was the thing that we wanted to now start doing in Kedino. I said, ah, ah, ah. He said, is there any problem? I said, no, no, sir. I said, no, no. But he didn't know. He didn't know. It was in the morning around 7.30 a.m. I battled with that thing in the night. I said, God has answered. And God actually answered because after a while, I thought I would have, would have wasted a lot of money. A sheep will understand the voice of his, his shepherd, not shepherds. You will should know the voice of your local pastor. If you're not hearing it, there needs to be some realignment in your heart or your spiritual work. You will hear, you will just speak it. And to rescue you, you just live a fantastic life. Glory to God. How much more when he's prophesying over you and making declarations over you. There is a connection that makes the flow very easy. Unction on the pastor is not for him. Is for you. Unction to function. It's for you. But you must be open to absorb it and receive it. And there are levels. There's a level of somebody is your pastor. Which is fine. And there's a level of somebody is your father in the Lord. That's a higher level. Right? Now, if you have been in church for many years, for many, many years, you might need to ask yourself, is it my spiritual father or is it just my pastor? 
It can even reflect in your language. Have you ever said it in your life before that this is my spiritual father? Sons and daughters receive inheritance. Inheritance annoys Satan. Because sometimes the person doesn't look like he's qualified for it. But it's been, you know, a dog can be in your house for 30 years. Your family dog. Do you give him the house when you are doing your will? That dog even stays outside anyway. It's an outsider. And the son can be living far in uh, Bauchi State or Cameroon or Gabon. <laughs> or somewhere. And you carry out the inheritance and do what? And give it to him. So one of the easier, easier, easiest manifestation in a, in a, in a God-called ministry is when you become a true son and daughter of the prophet over your life. That two, that different is my pastor or pastor. Yeah, me or pastor. Good morning, pastor. Good morning, sir. It's okay. There's a level of have I really accepted? You you be shocked that some have not because of age, sometimes because of familiarity, have not accepted because there's a way you would treat a father. But inheritance come in easily. Inherit, it will just reflect in your children, reflect in your health. You'll be having perpetual visitation. In fact, as God is visiting him, you are being what? Visited, yes. They call it prophet's reward. Mark, Matthew 10, 41 to 42. It becomes a parallel, you understand? As God lifts him, you are lifted. A pastor is not the spiritual father of everyone in the church. It's the son that admits that this is my spiritual father. There can be many instructors. There can only be one father. So if you, if you understand that part, your life will be easier than what it is now. It will go faster because you will be running at the rate that is beyond you. It's wisdom. It's just wisdom. It's wisdom when you understand how inheritance works. So some of us had colleagues in school that you, I mean, I've shared this story before. I had a friend that when we left school, he was in another school in Lagos. I was in Ife. And then, you know, that, that you know, flow. Okay, we are finished school, NYSC. We're going to get a job. After I get a job, we'll be discussing in the, in the living room. It will be talking that we'll save money and rent. You know, rent. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, it will be saying, ah, it will rent. <laughs> so I was, this is my faith. Assuming to he was losing his own faith. And then one day, the dad just came and said he has built two duplexes in Mende, Maryland, two. And gave it to him. One, for him to be renting out and be collecting as income. The other one, to marry and move in. Then I knew that we are not at the same rate. <laughs> Me, I'm still <laughs> trying to gather money. He's now renting out. That's inheritance. Who built the house? Who is enjoying the house? The accumulation and the build up a spiritual father has done accrues to you by inheritance. That's the one they gave him while he's still alive. When the father now dies, they will give him more. 
So are you, are you a son or daughter? Or just a member of the church? Just a member. A pastor teaches you and you will learn. You'll be applying what you are like a student, pastor to, you know. But a father gives you an inheritance. If there's an alignment. And it shows. It doesn't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't pretend it. It will show. That's why even Peter, them, in the Acts of the Apostles, after a while, they were saying, ah, this guy was a fisherman now. How is he like that? Ah, they have been with Jesus. The inheritance, spiritual virtue. The grace is reflecting. The wisdom is reflecting. I pray God multiplies his understanding to you. Another way we experience God's visitation, I think that was mentioned also on Sunday, uh, Pastor Benga, powerful. Uh, hospitality. Hebrews 13, 2. Hospitality. Many times when God will visit people, he will use a connection. And if you don't understand that, you can be waiting on God and he has sent someone as a connection and because of maybe wrong attitude, you miss, it, you miss out on it. He said, do not forget to entertain strangers of visitors for by so doing some have what unwittingly entertained angels it's loaded it's, it, it talks about kindness <laughs> it talks about hospitality some of the business people here will tell you that some of the breakthroughs they had in business it was someone that told them Maybe a colleague in business or another friend. Ah, ah, I hear that they are doing this in this place now. Or uh, have you heard about this? That's visitation. That statement can make somebody a multimillionaire. Just that statement. And someone that did not hear it will be saying, ah, I wish I heard it. But you won't hear it if you don't know how to treat people. In fact, there's a way you treat people that the information that might give you breakthrough, they withhold it from you. They don't, their heart seems locked up or closed to you. And you can't tell who that person is. Even you two have been a blessing to people, isn't it? Oh, yes. Many of us have been, been like angels to other people. So I'm saying that since you don't know who that God will use, that's why I said honor all men. You can't tell. It might be your, your, your former colleague in a, another place of work. It might be your cousin, just do your own part by loving people, by being kind to people. And then when God wants to get some things across to you, he, he can easily tell them to tell you because they will be willing to tell you. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> God forbid. If he doesn't like this person now, they don't flow at all. They don't, there's always a can kind, what do you call that thing? Kanta. You know, between them. If some information comes that matters to him, he will not be the first on his mind. It's not that he's evil. In fact, that will be the last. He cannot carry the same and go and tell somebody very foul. One of the ways God visits us is through information. One powerful information about tight bearing. They say there's a doctor somewhere. The guy is very good with IVF. Just that statement can give an, a family fruit, fruit of the womb. And somebody else will not know that and be doing all kinds of stress. 
Just for somebody told you. It didn't come from heaven. Somebody mentioned it to you. The same thing about business. The same thing about academics. When I was on campus, there are many things I heard that my, my colleagues didn't hear that rescued me. It's just a little statement. Be careful with that lecturer. That statement can save you two extra years. The one that didn't hear it was careless with the lecturer. I remember I used to tell some of our fellowship members then, uh, a particular lecturer, this person, when you are going to his class, I know you are from Lagos. That man is from deep village. Don't go and intimidate him in class. Tie your head. Remove and sit down. It won't cost you anything. How I many hours? Two hours. Just, just go there like a nun. Nun. And you and, and sit down. Don't make noise. So just listen and leave. That simple counsel rescues some people. But somebody doesn't know. Just go there and chewing gum. Sit down with everything and be making noise. Lady, I'm warning you. And then you hear all kinds of crises. She's gossiping about the man. The man got to hear, called her to the office, and then all kinds of crises. What could have been avoided with a little attitude? The same happens in the office. You get a new job. You get it. And then you stay, say, this is how this thing here, you know. But if you are not kind, it's hard for favor to flow. Kindness. Hospitality. Abraham was like that. Let's read some stories and then I begin to round up this morning or this evening. Genesis 18 verse 2. Be proficient in it. Don't do high service. Don't, don't be selective in the people you greet well in church. Greet people politely. Love people genuinely. White, green, yellow, Muslim, Christian, Hindu. Love people. Be kind. If you make a mistake with the wrong word, apologize to them. I, 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 I'm sorry I overreacted over that. Please forgive me. That's the way. That's the way. Your life will be easier. You will not live a hard life. Say louder amen to that. I said you will not live a hard life. And when you meet police on the way in Nigeria, greet them well. I know your documents are complete. I know it's been complete since. But greet them well. Oh, God, well done. Oh, now, well done. And if you have something to give them, give it to them. Don't wait until they ask in that sense. If you don't have, another time. Don't be hostile like you're looking for trouble. Like this favor likes you. You just go somewhere, yes, to a policeman. Because you assume that your document is complete. When a teacher wants a student to fail, you will find what to make you fail. One document will not be okay. Especially in our own land here, where even the one you say is okay. <laughs> one day I was going somewhere, and they stopped me, and I said, I have this tinted glass permit. And they said, yes, but it's not the right one. I said, we obtained it from a police people, and you are police. He said, no. So what should I do? What, what else should I do? It's police that gave me. And police now is arresting me. Be kind. So your own, if you are, many of us are executives in church, you have your own staff, be kind to your staff. Even when you are correcting people, don't demonize them. Don't dehumanize them. Don't. Their curse can wreck you. They call it soulish prayers. Negative soulish prayers. And if it comes from too many sources, your life will be stagnant. It, you, you'll be fighting battle they didn't send you. 
Glory to God. Look at this. So he lifted up his eyes. Genesis 18 2. So he lifted up his eyes and looked. And by the way, when you come to church not to be polite to the ushers, right? Is that, is that okay? Uh, hello? Yeah, don't come to church and look at the ushers like he's serving you, you know? You know some people just come to church and make it look like the guy's beneath me because I'm usher. Do you know what he's doing? Do you know that I can even pay your, your, school, your student's school fees? Or you can buy your, your, your you know? Anywhere, because attitude matters. Even in church, the junior church, the security people, the ushers, greet them well. They're serving. It's a lot of work standing. I see one of them standing now. Amen. The Lord is your strength. Maybe you should be giving them tips. It's <laughs> not giving them tips. You see how the ushers in this ministry. <laughs> Give them well. I value as much as possible every effort that another human being does in my direction. Believe me, they don't have to do it. They don't have to do it. They don't have to do it. And I've seen God move. Anything you are grateful for multiplies, isn't it? It multiplies. And for those of us that are married too, celebrate your husband at home, your wife. Don't, don't, don't say that's what a wife should do. Who, who says? Or that's what a husband should do. Celebrate. Find something to celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> I wanted to say we should celebrate the president too, but we should wait for the tribunal to finish there. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him, and when he saw them, he ran. What did he do? Are you here? This Abraham the Great. He ran from the tender to meet them and did what? Bowed himself. Can you see? Ask Abraham. Because some of us are too arrogant to be great. He bowed himself to the ground. Verse 3. And said, my Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your Sabbath. Don't pass me. I, I want to serve you. He says, please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Verse 5. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant, your servant, your servant. They said, do as you have said. Verse 6. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah, Sarah and said, quickly, Somebody say quickly. Uh -huh, quickly. Make ready three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes. Verse 7. And Abraham ran, 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 ran to the herd. Took a tender and good calf. Gave it to a young man and he hastened to prepare it. Verse 8. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Verse 9. Then they said to him, where? Is Sarah your wife? He said, here in the tent. Verse 10. And he said, I, that's the angel that came as visitors. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. It is believed that it's from this encounter that Hebrews 13.2 came from. That to entertain strangers, for some have unwittingly entertained angels. See how he was up and down, serving, 
serve your clients well, go the extra mile. You can't tell which one will recommend you for a breakthrough opportunity somewhere. Serve them well. Give the baker's dozen, which is 13. In case one is lost, there's an extra. Don't be hostile. Don't be, don't be, don't be wicked. <laughs> let me just put it that way. Okay, let me begin a round of I have just two minutes plus. Um, word visitation, 1 Samuel 3.21. 1 Samuel 3, 21. Uh, God visits us by his word. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh. By what? By his word of the Lord. By the word of the Lord. God visits people through his word. You can be in a service like this, and maybe this scripture is your own scripture, or the other scripture, or your own private study. God visits people with the word. I've had visitation, diverse visitations uh, by the word. Uh, the day I understood tithing, I won't forget, Malachi 3, I saw it. And the one that came, I mean, it looked very crude. He said, and you shall be a delightsome land when you are a tither. And as a young boy, I used to love ice cream. I mean, I, I, I like it, but I can't take, you know, <laughs> like that. You know, that one ice cream we used to buy in those days, they call it sweet delight. Sweet delight. Of course, it's always delightsome when you enjoy the ice cream. So when I saw, it came like, it's a, it's a revelation, and you shall be a delightsome land. What I saw was, when I'm a tither, God will make my life delightsome, beautiful. So all through my university days, when I lift up my tithe in fellowship, I, I declare that the devourer is rebuked for my sake. I am a delightsome land. For those who are in this ministry, the very first five years, they will, let, they will tell you that that's always the declaration. I am a delightsome land. My family, beautiful. Health, beautiful. And it's happening. That is a visitation by the word. It just came out delightsome. Delightsome. I am a delightsome land, a beautiful land. I, I don't think there's any human being that hates ice cream, like hate. That means when I tithe, the blessings of God on my life makes me attractive, makes me beautiful. That's word encounter. And then I remember Psalms 41, verse 1 to 3. I remember the day I saw it. Can we have it on the screen? Blessed is the one who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of Ah, what a revelation. I've not recovered from it. That's why we give to the poor. Okay, this Sunday is even the first Sunday of the month. So we have, we have our Club 58 givings. We give to the poor. The first Sunday of every month is not your tithe. It's not your kingdom project offering. We push that to orphans, to those who are less privileged. We're even having back to school, right? We're helping the community with about 500. Is it 500? 500 children. And each pack is about 5,000 minimum. You can give to that, but you give by revelation, not by, not by, um, which, what is that? Uh, you know, like philanthropies, all those things, like psychology. No, you give by revelation. It makes a difference. Blessed is he who consider, I'm considering this child. The parent do not have things to buy, the money to buy those things. And I want to step in and buy those booklets, the, uh, I wanted to say utensils, um, Stationaries, <laughs> stationaries for them and give it to them. You call the poor, then the Lord will deliver him in time of business. Wahala. Huh. Look at the next verse. <laughs> the Lord will preserve him and and he will be blessed on the earth. <laughs> 
and you will not deliver him unto the will of Aye. Aye, only shame you. Aye, people can't do me anything. My home, my family does minimum of maybe half a million every month to help the less privileged. It, this August, we've done a bit, 200 here. Somebody needs accommodation, 270,000. It, it's my lifestyle, but it's based. When the word visits you, you can't recover from it. But the one they are still trying to press into your ears, you've not seen it. In fact, any time, I mean, a, a ministry in Nigeria Republic sent us a message last week that they are building a place, they needed to complete it before either Kowas will attack or no attack. And, they unexpl- and I understood it. They needed 200 and something thousand. Oh, yeah, let's move on from the church. 300,000. Let's let them complete that church. It's a church facility. This is revelation. Don't you like this? The Lord will preserve him and what? And he will be blessed on the earth. And you will not deliver him unto the will. The will. When the enemies are willing or wishing evil, it will never happen. <laughs> Look at verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness, and you will sustain him on his sickbed. He will, you will, he will nurture him back to health. That is word visitation. Please, when we say we should study Corinthians, study it. Study this one. While you are doing it, a verse can, will be the answer to the things you are looking for. Pastor, there are many ways to get healed though, in scriptures. There are many ways. I can lay hands on you to be healed. You can take communion to be healed. You can be prayed for in a meeting to be healed. There are many ways. So I'm saying there are many areas that God wants to get favor to you. It might not be the same to me, but it will be word way. I think word visitation is the most consistent way God visits his people by the word. One statement can yank some things out of your life. There was something I was battling with in my life that was not good. I won't say it. I'm telling you, what did you do? Now you know. Battling with it. One scripture in Malachi. Ah, I was in a meeting and they shared it. I left it. One day I was fasting and God brought it my way. It changed me forever. It changed me forever. It, maybe I will share it in 2030. He changed me. Some things are telling you to, uh, don't smoke. No, I don't smoke. Don't smoke. Oh, don't do this thing. No, no, no. They don't understand. You will understand. When the word delivers you, he sent his word, and the word healed them. And it, a word can turn you to a better wife. A more glorious husband. One verse like this, it will enter you. I I pray to enter you this year. Word visitation. Finally, the burning bush experience. Exodus 3 verse 2. You don't have to beg me to tithe. I saw it. He said, the devourer, that Satan will be rebuked for your sake. And it shall be a delightsome land. Your heavens will be open. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not what? Now, this is what people are looking for in terms of visitation. It happens, not every time, but I need to mention it. It happens. Look at, look at the next verse, verse 3. Then Moses said, I will what? Now turn aside and see this great sight where the bush does not burn. Verse 4. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, what did happen? God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, so the bush, the burning bush was to get his what? Attention. Sometimes when God wants to visit you, certain things will be happening that will be kayefios. <laughs> what does that mean in English? Kayefi, you know. It will be... Ma, ma, marvels. It's a mystic kind of to you, for for him. How can the bush be burning? And he's, you know, he turned. God wanted to get his attention. So for some of us here, there are certain things happening in your life now that it just wants to your attention. It's not about the bush; it's about the attention. Believe me, sometimes it could be a crisis. Just to get your attention, come, come. I need to talk to you. I need you to sting this area of your health, this area of your finances. Sometimes it's just, I, I don't know what it is, but we have burning bush experiences over our lifetime. You just find out, ah, why is it that when I do this business like that, it's always bouncing back and I'm losing money. God is calling your attention. For somebody else, it could be applying for a job, applying and you, they prayed for others. They got jobs. You did not get a job. After a while, you can tell that there's something else here. Maybe God wants to start a business. Reverend Samadhi was sharing the story when he wanted to leave the country uh, to do some ministry work many years ago. He would apply to do to get visa. He would go there. They would say no. They would go and fast and fast and pray. They would say no. After like, I don't know, maybe five times. One day, he was going to the U.S. Embassy. All the documents were complete, everything. He now said, Father... The devil is in chains. We've bound him in fasting. If they don't give me this visa today, it is you. And it's okay. So he got to the embassy. The interview was so beautiful. The man looked at the documents and everything. It was smiling. He was already smiling. The man now said, I believe you. But I will not give it to you. He said, I believe everything, your documents, everything, but I won't give it to you. He said, he now smiled. He now went to Bar Beach to pray. God, what is it? God said, I want you to pastor this day star. And stay and do this and do that. After a while, I opened that door. That's what led to that growth of that day star. So, burning bush experience. There's some things you are forcing, forcing. Don't be like a he goat. You, you can tell that this is no more... The, the devil, it is, it is something God wants me to, so go and talk to him that, Lord, why, 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 why is it like that? And to amaze you how that will change your entire life. Moses' destiny changed here, isn't it? That was when he went to meet Pharaoh. But he saw something, God wanted to get his attention. And maybe you are going through that now. I don't know what it is, you are trying to do something and it's always bouncing back. Check it out. It might not be about that thing, but God just wants your attention. And then as you pray, that will be direction in Jesus' name. Rise up. Learning is
place the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at the Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.